wait no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players, where each and every Thursday, I, your host, Joseph, alongside my best friend, Kyle, break down the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation. So aside me, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Joe. I'm doing fantastic. Um, yeah. Also, for the listeners and viewers at home, uh, last week you were probably greeted to uh, my unwanted house guest. Uh, the cricket is back, and he's he's right over here on the other side of the wall. I've named him Jiminy. He just yeah. won't leave. I've tried to evict him, and so he's just going to come along for the ride again. Uh, yeah. If you hear him, just, you know. Shout out to Jiminy. <laughs> Shout out to the crickets. You know, they don't get enough love. <laughs> Last week, he was, it sounded like to me, he was behind your, like, be, yeah. Behind you. Now he's just sitting, he's like co piloting it. Yeah, he's on the other side of this wall in a spot where there's like old furniture like on top of each other. So there's knows, no way I'm gonna get there. He yeah. knows you can't even get to him. He knows. Oh, he's playing games with me. What a vindictive little son of a bitch. You know what though? Props to Jiminy. Shout out to Jiminy. With that though, we got a huge show. You went to yeah. New York Comic Con. We got sure a did. deeper look at the PlayStation Five backwards compatibility on the PlayStation Five. Also, the boycott Blizzard movement and all that. And hey, we're getting Miss Marvel in Avengers. But before yeah. we get to all these great news stories, Kyle, we begin this show like we do each and every week with what have you been playing, say? Yeah. So uh, once again, I've been playing a lot of Borderlands. Um, that game really has its hooks in me, man. The game yeah. is super fun to play. Uh, I Like I mentioned last episode, I beat the game. Um, and now I'm just trying to get that last platinum. You hopped on with me a little bit mm-hmm. today. Uh, mm-hmm. I have one more circle of slaughter mission to do, and man, oh man, it kicked our ass. Dude, and it was. We need like at least eight other people with us <laughs> in order to defeat this thing. Yeah, dude, we were doing it. Yeah, we're. I've never done it before, so yeah. like this was new. Like I was just hopping on to help you. We did mm-hmm. the. We did the. What was the one thing we were supposed to do? The target. Oh, the, practice. the shooting range. We got that trophy for me, which is weird that it didn't pop for you. Yeah, um, yeah we'll figure. But it that out. was like what five minutes of our time. Yeah, uh, not even. It wasn't that bad. But then the um, circle of slaughter was just us getting yeah. slaughtered. And if if you don't know what that mode is, um, basically it's a side mission where uh, the manufacturer of torque, torque himself, it just wants you to mow down all these enemies, yeah. and you have five rounds. Each round is like three or four waves. And it's just it's borderlands out enemies. Yeah. yeah, it's just gameplay at its core. That's what you want to do. Yeah. And it's and, tough oh, as all hell. It's, it's borderlands it's horde mode. Tough. That's all it yeah. is. But yeah. it's so good. Yeah, it just brings out what mm-hmm. the best thing about Borderlands is, mm-hmm. which is the gunplay. Yeah. And for for the first time ever, I really feel insanely challenged. And maybe that's yeah. because like I'm under undermanned or underpowered. Mm-hmm. But it felt really good playing with you. And, Another thing that I've been playing, which I totally mm-hmm. forgot to mention to you, Joe. Yeah. Uh, I, I was trying to figure out where I could mention it in this episode. But like Joe said, I was at Comic-Con um, this past weekend. And PlayStation was there, which was crazy. They haven't mm-hmm. been there in forever, probably ever, actually. Um, and they had some other things that we're talking about later that I played. Um, but in the little corner, they had a PlayStation Now set up. Really? Kind of like showcase PlayStation Now and... I was watching them, hoping to see how well it streamed. Yeah. Um, but they were the guy who sat down and chose to play God of War, and that was already downloaded to the system. Right. Um, but he gave me a free month of PlayStation Now. Huh. Uh, as, as so, I actually tried it out today a little bit. Okay. Um, purposely just streaming only because my internet here is not great. And, and how how they, was it for you? 
Yeah, with the caveat, uh, my PlayStation is hardwired in. I have an Ethernet okay. cable straight into the back of it. Yeah. Um, really, really great. Yeah. Uh, I, I played some games with my nieces, like Toy Story Mania, which, okay. you know, it's not as intense of a game as yeah. for our streaming purposes. But then after they went to, went to bed or went upstairs to, you know, get ready for it, I played Doom in streams. I feel Ooh, like that's a good test. That's a great uh, test. How did it and, run? Perfect. I mean, the visual fidelity is not great mm-hmm. in streaming. Obviously, they put that in there, like download only yeah. or download to get the best visuals. But streaming wise, it was as fluid as what I remember when I played Doom um, mm. a couple of years ago, and it 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 worked pretty pretty great. Like it's, I'm kind of a, a believer. I tried it on my phone. Uh, my phone did not work okay. at all. Okay, that's what um, so, that's what I was gonna ask you. Did you try your yeah. computer at all? Because that's the thing that I really no. want to do. No, no, I did all not right. try my computer. Um, but that wouldn't really, I would never use it that way because my computer is like I got you less than two feet from my PlayStation. I think so. next week I'm gonna try it because there's like a seven day trial. I'm gonna yeah. try it. I'm gonna play it on my MacBook. I'm gonna see how that goes. But that's nice. excellent, dude. That's so awesome for me. Um, I played a bit of Destiny Shadow Keep, and let me nice. tell you something, dude. Uh Man, I miss Destiny. <laughs> like that's you know, what everyone's been saying that hopped in with the Shadowkeep. Yeah, like I, you know, Borderlands is great and all, but it kind of for me, I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna put this aside. I'm kind of just, I'm kind of tired of of the writing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it, lack of better better words. And for me, coming back into Destiny, the story's not there still, but it's being launched by in like four parts. So maybe it'll fill out as time goes on, but a ton of new content, man, ton of new weapons. You got two, I believe two strikes. I played both of them. Awesome. A new raid that I really want to get into, but everything just feels like more destiny. And to me, that's just, it's, it's, it's all good in the hood, man. I love it so much. They added also when it, when I say it's more destiny, I mean, the gunplay feels more destiny, but they definitely are embracing the MMO RPG side. There's a ton of different stats to look at and to modify your guardian the way you want to play. So I need to, I need to dive more into it. I'm really liking it though. I even tried cross platform. I, I went on my computer and, uh, Man, I, 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 it just reminded me why I hate PC gaming. Like, it was, <laughs> wow, it was just, just like a oh, lot of hurdles? So many drivers I had to download, dude. Oh, and then Steam wasn't working. It's the game like, before the game. Yeah, drivers. yeah. I will say I tried new light out on the PC. Really weird. Like, it actually starts out with the first uh, mission from Destiny 1 and then just throwing you into the world as is right now. So it's really weird. It kind of doesn't really give you a campaign. It's just like, mm. here's destiny, go play some strikes. And I yeah. thought that was kind of, kind of weird, but it is what it is, man. Destiny's free to play new light. Go test mm-hmm. it out. I mean, 35 bucks for the shadow keep expansion. I'm loving it so far, but with that, yeah, that's, awesome. that's all I've been playing. We got a ton of new stories, Kyle. Yeah, man. Let's get into it. The it first... feels like E3, but E3 was long ago. Dude, seriously. It's like, like honest to God, three weeks in a row where there is a ton of PlayStation news. It feels fantastic. Yeah. And but, you know what? Yeah. Is it working for Sony? I think well, it is. Well, we're going to talk about that mm-hmm. after this. And a segment I'd like to call, Ah, Shit. Here we go again. <laughs> Kyle, would you like to read the story? Now I just story? have the Keenan and Kel uh, theme song in my head. 
from uh, Peter Rubin over at Wired, uh, exclusive, a deeper look at the PlayStation 5. The next console shall be named PlayStation 5 Holidays 2020. When we last discussed the forthcoming console, Mark Cerny spoke about its ability to support ray tracing, a technique that can enable complex lighting and sound effects in 3D environments. Quote, there is ray tracing acceleration in the GPU hardware, he says, which I believe is the statement that people were looking for, end quote. Mark Cerny said, uh, physical games for the PS5 will use 100 gigabyte optical discs inserted into an optical drive that doubles as a 4K Blu-ray player. Hallelujah. PS5 players have the ability to install just the game's multiplayer campaign, leaving the single player campaign for another time, or just installing the whole thing and then deleting the single player campaign once you've finished it. A prototype of the next generation controller, an unlabeled matte black doohickey that looks an awful lot like the PS4's DualShock 4. There's a little hole in it, and a recently published patent points to Sony developing a voice-driven AI assistant for the PlayStation. But all I get from Cerny is, quote, we'll talk more about it another time, end quote. The new controller has adaptive, adaptive triggers that can offer varying levels of resistance to make shooting a bow and arrow feel like the real thing, the tension increasing as you pull the arrow back, or make a machine gun feel far different from a shotgun. It also boasts haptic feedback far more capable than the rumble motor console gamers are used to, with highly program programmable voice coil actuators located in the left and right grips of the controller. Combined with an improved speaker on the controller, the haptics can enable some astonishing effects. First, I played through a series of short demos, courtesy of the same Japan studio team that designed PlayStation VR's Astrobot Rescue Mission. In the most impressive, I ran a character through a platform level featuring a number of different surfaces, all of which gave distinct and surprisingly immersive tactile experiences. Sand felt slow and sloggy. Mud felt slow and soggy. On ice, a high-frequency response made the thumbsticks really feel like my character was gliding. Jumping into a pool, I got a sense of the resistance of the water. On a wooden bridge, a bouncy sensation. There are some other small improvements over the DualShock 4. The next-gen controller uses a USB Type-C connector for charging, and you can play through the cable as well. Its larger capacity battery and haptics motors make the new controller a bit heavier than the DualShock 4, but Aoki says it will still come in a bit lighter than the current Xbox controller, quote, with batteries in it. While a number of studios already had their PS5 dev kits, the controller prototypes began rolling out much more recently, and no one is ready to name the, the specific titles they're developing for the PS5. Quote, we're working on a big one right now, uh, says Marco Thrush, president of Bluepoint Games, which most recently worked on last year's PS4 remake of Shadow of the Classes. I'll let you figure out the rest, end quote. Man, so that's a lot of stuff. Uh, I yeah. pretty much took this Wired article and just put in the important stuff. But please, please, please go to Wired. Go click on that Peter Rubin article because he did all the heavy lifting here. I really mean it. This mm -hmm. was a fantastic read. With yeah, that, for sure. the things we know, right? We were debating the name a few weeks ago. It's the PlayStation 5. Yeah. Right? Cool. I mean, it kind of figured it'd be, right? Yeah, and I mean, even Jim Ryan's like... PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation yeah. 4. We don't have to give it a code name. You know what yeah. it is. We know what it is. Yeah. I really like <laughs> I really like how he said that in the article. Um, then when it talks about the ray tracing ability. Now, we're not big tech heads, right? So nope. we, all, we only know ray tracing when it comes to like cinema, when we see light bouncing off objects. That's what ray tracing is all about. It's supposed to give you heightened lighting 
abilities in video games. So with that said, uh, Mark Cerny's like, to clear the air, this isn't some special software. This is built into the GPU, which mm-hmm. from the little that I know, I know that graphics uh, graphic cards with the ray tracing ability baked into those are very expensive. Mm-hmm. So they're they're the upwards around $1,000 type of graphics card. Um, here's the other interesting one, okay? Physical games, you got excited, 100 gigs in each disc. Mm-hmm. That, that kind of scares me a little bit. I mean, we're starting to see that with like Red Dead Redemption and, and yeah. like Call of Duty, right? Well, well, part of why I was so excited was, A... It's gonna have a 4K Blu-ray player in it. Should have had um, it in the beginning, but yeah. Should have had it. It should have had it in the pro from the beginning. But the part where they're saying, um, you know, once you're done with the single-player campaign, you can just delete that and keep multiplayer if you really love it, which is yeah. awesome. As somebody who keeps having to delete games to make more room for other games that I buy, um, that's such a really, really cool way of doing it. Yeah, I really like that too because there's like often times where I'm like. Okay, I'm done with the single player. I know yeah. I'm not gonna go back to it, and you know, like, I'm I'm not gonna go back to it, and it's just yeah. sitting there collecting dust. I really do like this idea of like, hey, listen, how about it's just in parts? Mm-hmm. And I wonder how far down the rabbit hole we go to, because like thinking of it like Call of Duty, because it's the easiest yeah. to do. Like multiplayer, there's zombies as well. There's like spec ops, so. Yeah. Do we also partition those things as well into their own little separate groups? Like, yeah, it's a great question. Where, where does like that? To... Where does that stop? You know, yeah. like what constitutes you cutting that into like a separate portion? Yeah, that's the thing that has me super curious about what's going to happen in terms of the the hard drive. They also really want to mention, and I did not put it in here, but uh, that's what she said. Who? That the hard drive itself, they really want to just say it, it's a blink when it comes to loading screens, right? They want to eliminate those 110%. To me, one of the things I found the most interesting was the controller. He says it looks a lot like a DualShock 4. Do you think that's just because it's a prototype, they don't have the design? Or do you think like... What are we What are we getting at here with, with the DualShock? Do you think like they're... It's just going to be a bigger controller, or they're keeping the same design, just adding more functionality to it? Yeah, I mean, just look at the history of PlayStation. The DualShock has kind of stayed this consistent um, throughout its lifestyle, uh, life cycle. You got this. I almost said lifetime. Where yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to say. I'm stumbling over my words here. Um, so I don't think it's going to be a, a great departure from what mm-hmm. we know of the DualShock. Um, what I'm hoping is, like, yeah, the triggers sound cool. Like, yeah. the whole feeling like you're pulling on a bow and, and it feels like it. Um, I, honestly, when I first read the whole, like, uh, haptic stuff with, like, oh, it feels like I'm walking through mud. Like, yeah. how how are they conveying that in controller form? And, and like, why, how am I going to feel walking through these surfaces while it's hold, it's yeah. I'm holding the controller in my hand? Honestly, I'm right? surprised that that didn't have enough, like, pause. It, like, yeah. like, people online going, I don't know if I like that. A lot of people seem down with the idea. But sure, I was yeah. like that too. I'm like, okay, so like, how does that, how does that work? How's that going yeah. to feel when we're actually get our hands on it? But to me, I mean, the haptic feedback. We think about it like in terms of phones. We have it mm-hmm. in like 3D Touch is a great example on. Uh, on Joy Cons have that, correct? Joy Cons have Rumble, HD Rumble, but 
it's not that great. Like, let's all be honest. Yeah. People that yeah. own Nintendo products, it's not. It's just a really shitty rumble. That's just a lot of little motors inside. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like, I'm, I think, back to the Steam controller had haptic feedback where it felt like you were pressing buttons, but you were really just touching this pad. Right, mm-hmm. so okay. I'm I'm really wondering how that how how that integration on the controller end feels. I really do feel like this is or could be the real HD Rumble that everybody's really yeah. talking about, right? Like this could and be this the whole, next evolution. Like, yeah, and this whole PlayStation Assistant, mm-hmm. like I don't know how I feel about that. Like I'm gonna have somebody's voice talk to me while i'm playing a game well so uh, like siri <laughs> first off if siri's in it get that bitch out of my controller i hate you siri i, I will I say you. though what i think would be a cool idea for that yeah strictly because you know i'm a trophy hunter i like my trophies yeah just keep telling me how close i am to a certain trophy that is like yeah like you know you you have to kill five more of this type of enemy or two left collectibles in this level like it'll mm-hmm. just so you know you're not done with that type of thing. Yeah, I, I would like that too. To me, again, Google announced this, uh, I think it was called like Google Assist with Stadia, where like it'll pull up a, a browser on the side of the game yeah. and give you the top five uh, matches. I would like it though where it's actually baked into the gameplay itself. Like mm-hmm. you're stuck on a puzzle. And I think I was using this in my Bad Bit video where like I'm being chased by Mr. X I'm a big dumb, dumb idiot, right? Picture Resident Evil 2. I just want to solve this goddamn puzzle real fast. Mr. X is behind me. Game, help me out. And then maybe like an in-game prompt kind of goes, it's it's one, two, three, four, five, the password is. Or you get like a a TomTom voice, like, make a left here. Yeah, or like, you know. right here. Yeah, like Amazon has Samuel L. Jackson. So maybe it's like Samuel (laughs) L. Jackson, like, motherfucker, turn right. (laughs) (laughs) That'd like be you, great. Yeah. It's like, and then like, you what, play like, a nice like children game and Samuel yeah. Jackson just screaming at you. You're playing Knack 3. He's like, motherfucker, move the block. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, does, uh, what is it? Does, uh, does uh, Mr. Wallace look like a bitch? Like, I would love that. But um, Marcel Wallace looked like a bitch. Yeah. So like, no, like for me, I would like it baked into the gameplay. But my thing that I wonder about is how does this affect strategy guides or like people that do that stuff on YouTube? Like, yeah, how does this, yeah. how does this do, what is it, pyro picks or pricks or whatever? Power picks. Power picks. There you go. How, yeah. how do, how do we, how, how does he make a living? If, yeah. And Brian at PS4 here. trophies. Like, it's, uh, it'd be awesome if they just like hire them and they're the ones that <laughs> go they're here and they're doing it. Yeah. yeah. So that's the one thing that I, I'm kind of like, I don't, cool feature. I don't think I'm ever going to use that. Mm-hmm. But like, the, yeah, I I wouldn't either. Yeah, probably. the one thing that gets me the most excited is when I hear USB C, which is like something that should just be a standard at this point, because we know now that controllers are actually going to get charged really fast instead yeah. of like you know a two hour battery on the DualShock, and then having to charge it for six hours, you know? Yeah. So yeah, um, cool, cool. What what was the thing that got you the most excited? Um. Honestly, just knowing it's next holiday, like confirmed, even though I think we both knew it was coming yeah. next year in the holiday season. Uh, that's super cool. Also, this little hint at Blue Point mm-hmm. being like that seems to be like a, a PS5 launch mm. uh, game for it. And um, 
Man, I, I I'm very curious as to what that yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping still for a, res- a resistance remaster of some kind, Ooh. but uh, who knows, yeah, man? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. So yeah, Blue Point at the end going like, oh, we're working on a game. Oh, yeah. we're working on a game. A big one. To, a big it's one. A big one. Yeah. Oh God, Bloodborne Two. Let's make it happen. Well, I mean, a lot of people are kind of like putting the puzzle pieces together. Maybe it's a Demon Souls. I'd be down Maybe. for that as well. Again, like if yeah. uh, you know, if if From Software is not doing the next Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. I would allow it if it is Blue Point and they have their hands. Like Demon Souls could be a good barometer of how well they can make these types of games. But I trust Blue Point a lot. I mean, yeah, the love, same. the quality we've seen from all the remasters, they've mm-hmm. they have not made a bad re- reimagining of a game, yeah. right? Like Shadow of the Colossus, great. Uncharted uh Nathan Drake mm-hmm. collection. Great, the uh, Metal Gear Solid collection. Hear nothing but good things. So, like, for me, I'm hyped. Uh, I asked the community what they thought over at Mr. Badbit. I said, uh, from what we learned about the PlayStation 5, what feature excites you the most? Uh, All the way at 2% rip PlayStation Assist. So, not a lot of people excited for that. Uh, 20%, this was in second place, with 20% the haptic controller. I I think I... I think I'm there as well. That gets me mm-hmm. excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, ray tracing at 9%. And okay. no load times with the very six sexy 69%. Ooh, hey. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, Ryboat says, I'm a PC nerd, Joe, so I need specs. And then we got Surge. He says backwards compatibility gets him the most excited. Yeah, Adam Leonard. Awesome. Adam Leonard, he says... It's all about them load times. He puts in a flash gif. And yeah, and then we got Delvin Cox, who wants to be a rebel here. He goes, none of this stuff. I'm <laughs> old, just show me games. Um, so yeah, a lot of people excited for no load times. For me, yeah. I'm excited about the controller because there's mystery to it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I'm That's what I'm the most excited for is something that I'm not aware of or not. I don't know about. And it's something just different. Yeah. Like I could imagine no loading screens and it's beautiful. I could imagine ray tracing. We've, we're already seeing it in cinema. Uh, you know, PlayStation Assist, again, if it's Siri, I swear to God. <laughs> slap in the mouth. I will. Oh, my God. I'll cut him. Uh, and then, yeah, haptic controller. That's where my hype yeah. lies. But with that, Mr. Moody writes in and he asks, what do you think of Sony's strategy so far? Also, do you think there will be an early reveal event or do they wait until uh, E3 2020 or do they not return to E3? So this question is really great because Sean Capri also kind of asked the same thing here. He gave us a gameindustry.biz um, mm-hmm. article where it was just like, what is up with Sony? Yeah. Is this strategy working for them so far? Not not talking much. Yeah, that article was letting... also saying like Xbox is doing all the talking right now. Xbox and, and Stadia are doing all the talking. They're yeah. leading the way. What do you think about it? What do you think of Sony's approach so far? It's I'm still weirded out by it because it's mm. very unconventional um, right. from what we know about it. But I'm kind of digging it. Like, mm-hmm. it, it made a random Tuesday in October exciting. Yeah. Like, it, we got all these news of, of what the PS5 is going for, you know? So, yeah, I kind of like the whole... They're, they're owning days where there's, like, a, there's a lull. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you said it perfectly. Like, they owned a random Tuesday in October. Yeah. 
And we're still talking about it. Yeah. So, like, and it's still huge. Personally, I thought Xbox One, and I put that in quotes, won E3 this year. But I can mm-hmm. only tell you that Keanu was on stage. Right? Sure. Like, yeah. that's about it. And so when it comes to like... And, I, and that weird Gears thing where it went <laughs> under the stage. Yeah. That's, that was that's odd. That was unnecessary. But like, yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's just like... E3 is great and it's a spectacle. And yes, Xbox is talking a lot about streaming and mm-hmm. and Game Pass is a huge focal point that they want to really nail the messaging to. Uh, but I don't think PlayStation necessarily needs that. And when, you know, the more we hear about Stadia, the more it seems at this point, people are kind of turned off by it. I, I feel like the proof is in the pudding and people need to taste the pudding first. They don't need to hear mm-hmm. about it. So I think for me... Sony's doing the right thing by by not talking. They don't yeah. need to really say anything. They are the console leader. And when I think of, like, it's weird that they're not saying anything, to me, I'm just like, what is there to say when, honestly, the, the, the product's not out until another year from now? Yeah. There's really nothing else to say. You still have. And they even mentioned this in another uh, interview. They're like, we still got Last of Us. We still got Ghost of Tsushima. We still got Death Stranding to push. Yeah. So, like, they still have these as catalog PS4 games. titles. As PlayStation That's, 4 titles. Yeah. Yeah, so they still have these games to push. So why why get your audience less excited about these games mm-hmm. and get them pumped for, for, for the PlayStation 5? Yeah. It's a very delicate dance that they need to do. But I think yeah, I think sure. they can nail it. I, I don't know. Do you think they're going to go to E3 next year? Uh, man, I, I think because of... Uh, Sean Layden not with them anymore, and mm-hmm. I think he was the one that was kind of like, "Hey, let's take a break from it." If I'm remembering that correctly, yeah, it, it, he was like a huge proponent of that. Yeah, um, he didn't like the 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 spotlight. He wanted to yeah. just he was in the he was a fan of state of place. Yes, um, I could see them definitely going back. But to Mr. Moody's point, will there be an early reveal event? event? Absolutely. Uh, I absolutely think so. In February, yeah. I think exactly what they did with PS4. Once again, owning another part of the year where, you know, it's kind of a lull. Not so much next year because of all the games that are ramping up. Yep. Um, but, yeah, why not do an early reveal and kind of be like, all right, Xbox, we're, we're out, even though we know a bunch of Scarlet, whatever it is. Yep. Um, like, yeah. Like, here, this is what we got. It's Let, owning go. another random Tuesday. That's what yeah. it's all about, man. So, yeah, I think there's going to be a reveal event. I do think they're going to be at E3 next year. Mm-hmm. I think you want to get this in as many hands as possible. So I really do think they're going to be at next E3. I really think they just had nothing to show at this one, and they just didn't go. And I think that yeah. was wise for them to do it. So, again, this is awesome. More PlayStation 5 news. Famous Seamus asks us with the last question, and we'll close out this topic. Do you think the PlayStation 5 news should have uh, uh, been the end of the show surprise at State of Play a few weeks ago? Yeah, this is weird. Why Why announce like a PS Now drop, and then all of a sudden, more PlayStation 5 news? Uh, yeah. Do you think this should have been at the State of Play? Uh, it's... It's weird what I'm going about, about to say, but no, I yeah. don't think it should be at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, what I think ended with Last of Us Part Two is was super powerful and yeah. exciting. Not that a new console in the PlayStation family is not exciting, but it deserves an event on its own. Absolutely, and I think if you end with PS5 news right after the Last of Us Part Two, what are people going to think? Oh, it, Last of Us is PS5. Yeah, it's and it not, devalues everything else shown. 
Yeah. Right? It, it, it takes away some talk from the other games that were yeah. that were shown. And I, I think it's great the way that they kind of left it off. Same thing with the other, uh, the PlayStation Now yeah. price cut and the, the crossplay thing. I just don't think that fits the state of play yeah. message and what they're going for. Yeah, same here, same here. Yeah. And Kyle, let's get oh, on to the next goober. Oh boy, I'm yeah, so excited boy. for this one. Let's go for it. Uh, Joseph Yaden over at PS, Li- PS Lifestyle. Kamala Khan's Miss Marvel joins the cast of Marvel's Avengers as the sixth playable character. Uh, oh, oh my god. I, I messed Am I having one. a stroke not, or is no, there no, a no, word missing? Just, it's fine. It's a word uh, missing. Superhero game, <laughs> superhero game Marvel's Avengers announced during a Marvel's game panel at New York Comic Con. Miss Marvel will be voiced by actress Sandra Saad, uh, bringing the total to six playable characters. She'll fight alongside Hulk, Captain America, Weird, I thought he was dead, Black Widow, Iron Man, and Thor. A new trailer also showed exactly where she'll fit into the story and gave us a look at her polymorphing gameplay. During the panel, we got to hear from Saad and her love for the character's background. Quote, I'm a first-generation American like Kamala Khan. With that comes a lot of stuff. You grow up not fully being able to relate fully. A lot of teenage angst because you're not fully accepted anywhere. There's a struggle that comes with that. End quote. Alongside the news of Miss Marvel, the length of the game has been revealed via interview with The Hollywood Reporter. Crystal Dynamics senior brand director Rich Briggs said, quote, I think it'll depend on exactly how deep you want to go into it, Briggs said. So if you think about previous Crystal games, you know that if you want to be playing your way through the core story, it's going to be in that area 10 to 12 hours. But if you want to see everything there is and do all the side missions and everything else, you're generally looking at 30 plus hours in the Tomb Raider games, Briggs continues. So we're not putting exact numbers on it just yet. But you can expect something comparable to what we've done in the past with that regard. And then, of course, you have to the extended narrative and the extended game plan. More heroes post-launch, end quote. So, Kyle, you got your hands on Marvel's Avengers. There's been a lot of talk, right? A lot of people going, wow, that was a shitty reveal, right? And then kind of, it's been like a in-fix-it mode since, right? Like trying to get you back on this train where the first trailer kind of failed at. You got mm-hmm. to play it at New York Comic Con. I did. What were first what were your in a Twitter post response, what were your mm-hmm. first thoughts walking out of that experience? Uh simply put, wow. Um yeah. it was a big wow. Uh the the heroes felt different mm-hmm. to each other, which is awesome. I love that. Um of course, this is an early demo, so there were some visuals that were, didn't need work. Um, but after playing Control at PAX East last year, I know not to take those right. as like 100% the truth because Don't take it my as game Bible. of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love the way the characters felt. I love the voice acting and the performances. They're killer. The character designs um, are not nearly as atrocious as people made them out to be after the E3 trailer. Have they been touched up a bit, you think? It looks like it. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah, it just, it feels good. And it's got like, for Thor, for example. Yeah, did you play the same level that we saw in the trailer? It's the same okay. same level as the as the trailer. So like Thor, for example, you can throw the Mjolnir and call it back, kind of like Kratos's Leviathan Axe. It doesn't really feel as weighty, okay. but it still feels really cool to call it back, and yeah. especially when there's an enemy in between you and just knocks his head off. Mm-hmm. Every character has um, their own super okay. uh, type of ability that you can use, and every enemy has like a health bar above their head. So it's like yeah. classic looter shooter type of stuff. Sure, yeah, yeah. and. Um, what I think my favorite was 
Black Widow, actually. Ooh, um, okay. Again, the only downside to Black Widow's section, I felt the camera was zoomed in very close to her. Mm-hmm. So when you're flying around fighting Taskmaster in the air and doing the QTEs, I know everyone hates QTEs. I don't. I think they're cool. Uh, especially when you're doing huge set pieces, how else are you going to make yeah. that? How you are you going to move that exactly. forward? Yeah. So I felt it was a little zoomed in, but then you land and you have like a fist fight with Taskmaster. And it felt very much like the Deathstroke okay. fight in Arkham Origins, but a whole lot better. Okay. Like it, 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 it was, it, you had different skills you had to use and dodging. And yeah, I just, I really love what they're going for. And the best thing about it, or I'll, I'll say another downside was Iron Man flying wasn't that great. A lot of people um, are saying, like, Iron Man as a whole was a bummer. Yeah. But again, when you think about it, out of all the Avengers, mm. and Iron Man doesn't really know how to fight, right? right. Like, Black Widow was trained in it. Yeah. Hulk, you know, is super strong, powerful. Thor's yeah, but still, God. you want you want, you want want it to feel cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. absolutely. And shooting the repulsor beams feels cool. Yeah. But it's just the hand-to-hand stuff with, with Tony and Iron Man was not on par with the other ones. Okay. Um, okay. And, like, the flying through, it needs a little work. Okay. It wasn't the best. Okay. But the best thing was, after the you play the, the gameplay, oh, and Cap throwing the shield, beautiful. <laughs> Felt real good. Yeah. Felt real good. Um, but after you play the, the gameplay part, they showed the same trailer that you you, all, you hear or yeah, you see already. Yeah. But then I, I was taking the headphones off and walking away, and one of the, um, the people on Crystal Dynamics team comes over, and they're like, oh, no, there's another video. Please watch. And then they go into more details about how the game is going to be played. Ooh. So they showed a screen very much like Destiny, where you equip gear for each hero. Mm-hmm. And each hero has a different quality, like a rarity level and stuff like that. Um, each hero is going to have skill trees. And okay. your Thor might play different than my Thor, um, cool. depending on what skills you got. And then they showed like the different missions and stuff. So... Uh, it, all these solo campaign missions, will, yeah. every single mission you do in the game moves the narrative forward. It doesn't okay. matter what you do, it moves the story forward. Even the co-op ones, you can play solo. You don't have to co-op with people, but doing those missions is beneficial because it moves the story forward. So at the end of the day, you this is back on the I'm hyped for it? Oh, yeah. I was, yeah. I was never off the hype train, Okay, um, but this is very much like... Just tell me details about the collector's edition because I want it. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, okay. And they, they showed some hints at some villains too. Like Hulk was fighting. Um... Whoa, 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 whoa. Shh, shh. I don't want to know. Oh. Okay. <laughs> he was fighting someone. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Because they're going to be right. that one audience person who's like, I want to go in completely blind, right? <laughs> That's fair. With that, Camilla uh, Khan, Miss Marvel mm-hmm. herself, gracing the stage. And from yeah. what it seems like, she is a focal point. She is the person getting the band back together. Yeah. Does this get you pumped? Because honestly, for the first time in, in, in a while, this is the thing that's getting me really interested. I, yeah. I don't know much about Miss Marvel. And to see that she's playing a focal point of the story, mm-hmm. this is awesome to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited. I knew while I was playing, they kept lingering on Kamala in mm. the gameplay thing. Like, why are they just showing this random girl yeah. Yeah. if she's not of some importance? Um, and I think that's awesome because yeah. we know there's going to be other characters in the game, but to know that she's such a focal point mm-hmm. and just that scene in that trailer where she's in like a van with Bruce and she's being doing kid things and Bruce has other things to do. Like yeah. he feels way more like he, important. She's fangirling and he's just like, oh my God. On. Yeah. And, and like, again, from the performance standpoint, before we move Phenomenal. on, I know we got a yeah. lot to go. 
so far, everyone sounds perfect. I love okay. how all the characters sound. My favorite so far is Troy Baker as Hulk. And in the gameplay demo, he said three words, Hulk smash, and then just a heavy <laughs> sigh. But like Natasha's flying around. It's that scene that you've seen in yeah. the demo where she's like, all right, Bruce, you're up. And he goes, <sighs> and very like not happy about it and walks yeah. out and jumps out and he's Hulk. Like just, that's super powerful to me. Yeah. yeah. Like just conveying So the performances that, like, were really the thing that stood out to you the most. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um. Uh, to the cap thing oh yeah he's supposed to be dead do you really think they would make shield physics if he was dead honestly god i think i yeah i understand both sides of the argument here and i think it could, both kinda... could sam be cap could bucky be cap are they throwing us a curve Ooh. Mm, who knows so maybe he is really dead and bucky is Cap. yeah all right okay uh-huh. i like that theory so okay overall you like it yeah we i'm like... very excited people should be super excited about it okay and yeah it, d- don't it's obviously had some work done since people have played at E3 and even yeah. before then. So, yeah, I'm very excited. It's All right. awesome. All right, awesome. Again, Miss Marvel in Avengers. Check out the trailer or don't. I don't know. I'm not your mother. With that, let's get to the next scuba on the list, Kyle. And that yeah. is... Brennan Murphy over at the blog writes, Marvel's Iron Man VR soars to PSVR February 28th, 2020. Hi, everyone. I'm Brendan Murphy, lead writer on Marvel's Iron Man VR. I'm pleased to be the one to announce that Marvel's Iron Man VR is releasing exclusively for PlayStation's VR on on February 28th. With my colleagues at Camouflage, we've spent the past three years creating the ultimate Iron Man game for PlayStation VR. From day one, we've had our work cut out for us. Not only do we need to deliver incredible superhero action and flying in VR, but we had to pair that with a heartfelt original story about Tony Stark. In addition to announcing our release date, I'm also excited to reveal our lineup of offerings. Standard edition, 40 bucks. Available physically and digitally. A digital deluxe edition will be $50, digital only. That will include the game, four deluxe edition deco armors, Golden Avenger, Black Centurion, Sun Stinger, and Self Armor. 12 research points. Research points are gained by analyzing combat de- data from Iron Man's performance in the field. This research and analysis allows Friday to develop new technology, weapons, and augments for the Impulse Suit. Use these research points to unlock some weapons and augments early and customize to play style. The Marvel's Iron Man VR Digital Deluxe Soundtrack and the Digital Deluxe Edition Iron Man PS4 theme. So, all right. It's been pushed back. It was supposed to come out this holiday season. Mm -hmm. Coming out February 28th. Everybody's saying, why? Why? Isn't this a bad move, Kyle? Because... We got Last of Us just a few a days before. before. Yeah. And then we got, we got uh, what is it, Final Fantasy, like a week after Iron yeah. Man's release. Like three days after. Yeah, Jesus. So is this a bad idea, do you think? Or what do you what do you make of it before we talk about your impressions? Yeah, I don't think it's a bad idea. I think mm. it's a different, different style of game. Like if yeah. it was an Iron Man, like traditional game not in vr yeah i think it'd be a little weird but right. the fact that it's a vr game i think it's, it's a different, a different kind of audience yeah yeah i think it works yeah i don't like to me i didn't understand why everybody was kind of like why do this this makes no sense i'm like because it's for psvr it's not yeah. for the if this was an iron man game i'd be like yeah no one of these titles needs to move but they yep. really don't now with that i watched the trailer and i gotta say things looked a little rough Around the edges. I didn't watch the trailer. Okay. The the you got to play it. So give I a did. quick impressions what you thought sure. of the game. Um, yeah, I actually thought it was very beautiful. 
Yeah. Um, it looked great in the headset. I gotta tell you, Joe. Yeah. Uh, just like the Arkham VR game, like when you put on the cowl and you see yourself yeah. in the mirror, the demo starts with the the suit booting up around oh, you. Oh shit! All right. And that that the UI goes around your your face, and yeah. all of a sudden it just opens up, and you see the whole world around you. That gave me goosebumps. Like That's that was dope. that was really cool. Um, I was not good at it at all. <laughs> uh, and it it was, I kind of fault the person who was demoing it for I me or, or told me. Because they didn't tell me I could use one of the buttons on the move controller to rotate mm. my view. Okay. So I was twirling around like an idiot. Yeah. Like kind of like twirling my uh, around, and the wires were getting tangled around my feet. Uh. And as you're flying as Iron Man, the thing that they really nailed is you feel the speed of so flying in the So my suit. question, you're not teleporting around. You're actually Dude. flying. If oh, you want to go, if you want to go up, you put your hands down at your sides and you. Lift no up. way. If you want to go left, you put your right hand up and it boosts you right and left. If you want to go right, you boost your left hand out to the side. You go right. It, everything is very intuitive. Just how you feel like Iron Man flies. If you want to go faster, you put him behind you and you speed forward. No. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. All of a sudden, um, I'm in on this game. It is. It is a super super cool game. And I feel like I would have had a better experience if I knew that button to rotate because I felt like I was going to fall. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you are moving, Joe. Not to the point like you're getting motion sickness, but you feel how fast Iron Man goes. And it's like you're dipping through rocks and you have to hit targets. And the the, um, the main button on the wand, the move wand, is like the, the repulsor beams. You just hit it and it, you can hold it down to make it stronger. You can hold down the X button and to punch things, you just you actually punch and you zoom forward and punch. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Which, if you follow uh, our adventures, the kind of NYC adventures, you'll see a gif of me punching in the game. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> that is uh, so awesome. It's it's super intuitive. It's beautiful. Um, I just, I think if I would have known that whole, yeah. like, rotate thing, I would have had a better th- time with it. Mm. But it's great, Joe. Dude, it's a lot of fun. That that actually has me completely hyped. I was yeah. not... You I, thought like, you were teleporting? <clears throat> I didn't know what... Like, I saw what, like... I was seeing some things. I was just like, I don't know how. I don't. Uh, again, the game didn't look great to me. Yeah. So like, hearing your experiences, you had me at the how you move. your yeah. Your Iron Man. Yeah. That's dope. All right. Okay. I'm on board. February 28th. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, and with that, let's get. Too. Yeah. Oh, third. Come on. I mean, yeah, let's now. be real. I'll handle this next news story real right. fast. Uh, gang, oh, hold on to your butts here. <laughs> Things are about to get serious. Bloodborne fans can soon decorate their shells with an Nendordroid hunter. Nendodroid. Nendodroid. Okay, they like pronunciation not my strong suit. Uh, Brianna Reeves over at PlayStation Lifestyle wrote, looking Uh, To add more Bloodborne memorabilia to your collection, the Good Smile Company has you covered with plans to release a newly announced Nendodroid figure based on the From Software title. This particular figurine... I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to try to even say the name again. Hunter <laughs> depicts the player main character as it's often appeared in marketing materials. So that means the classic Hunter drobe. This is just me, not her now. The classic Hunter drobe with the saw cleaver. It mm-hmm. looks dope. And typically, Nendroids cost anywhere between 40 to $70. So the Bloodborne figure is bound to be similarly priced as well. Uh, I'm down. That's cool. I'm pumped. Yeah. We didn't see any of the like 
I, this is how it actually looks. It's just like a picture. It's like a cartoon picture. I'm down. I've never bought one of these things before, but mm-hmm. he looks cute. He looks chibi, and I'm down for this. So there you go. And you know it's going to be in the news again once it comes out for pre-order. You know, I'm, oh, God, my money. It, oh, it God. won't just be in the news. You'll be either I'll be reading the story, and then you just slowly lift it up on screen right in front of you yeah 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 oh oh, lion king like simba Ah! (laughs) lion king so yeah Yeah. with that let's get to the next story on the list sure over at polygon petrana radulovic i'm sorry petrana right so doom eternal delayed to march 2020 originally set to come out this november doom eternal has been delayed to march 20th 2020 id software and publisher bethesda softworks announced the delay on twitter to make sure we're delivering the best exper- experience for Doom Eternal to live up to our standards of speed and polish, we've made the, the decision to extend our launch date by a few months to March 20th, 2020. We know many fans will be disappointed by this delay, but we are confident that Doom Eternal will deliver a gaming experience that is worth the wait. We are grateful to every Doom fan for your dedication and support. We can't wait to rip and tear right alongside you, id Software. So it kind of seems like this game's at like all hands on deck. Because man, they they waited a bit of time to delay this, yeah. and it's a couple of months away. What are your thir- What are your thoughts on this delay? What are, What are your first reactions? I guess I I I think like most people who do like podcasting and gaming stuff, yeah. I'm totally fine with the delay if it yeah. means for a better game at the end result. Sure, it's a big bummer for those that were really looking forward to November to play it. Yeah. But, like, don't you want the best possible game? So I'm totally, totally fine with that. And I also think part of this, it wasn't Doom 64 port thing. Was yeah. that moved back as well, right? This, that's a pre-order incentive, I think, if you pre-order yeah. Doom Eternal. now it's like a pre-order incentive to yeah. kind of, like, forgive so like, us. <laughs> I, I'm okay with the delay. I have plenty yeah. of games I still need to play from this year. So that's how I kind of feel too. It's weird because they're putting it on the same day of Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah, but putting it in with all the mega tons of games is it's a lot, man. We could have game of the year by April 15th. That's the crazy thing, too, is like, where do you even put this game? It's like, sure, this sucks. This sucks. And and our good friend Joey Ferris is is honestly dude, get over it. It's it's a game. You're acting like someone fucking died. But like and I love you, uh, but like, super bummed about it. But like, to see the contrast of like, I made a happy camp, and then to see the next post yes. of like some guy ripping someone's face off and feeding it to him, it's like, I can't wait. Can, can we just really, really quickly? Yes, I know we're gonna say this for weeks on end. Sure. But man, next year, Joe, yeah. we're getting all those games in the first couple months of the year. And then for us specifically, yeah. PS5 in the holiday season, it's going to be a lot of gaming, man. I'm excited, but I, my wallet's not. Dude, right? I can't wait to be gainfully unemployed. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm like, I'll be looking at resumes and looking for jobs. And then we'll in work between, for games. Yeah. <laughs> we'll work for games. Please feed me with PlayStation content. But yeah, so. Uh, I'm not too butthurt about it. I'm just, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Life moves on, you know? There's bigger Ukrainian things to worry about. So, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm not bummed. I get more time with 
again, more games that we're missing out on and more time with yeah. Death Stranding. Let's just hope I like it. Uh, Kyle, <laughs> let's get to the next goober on the list, sir. Alex Savard over at Games Radar. PS5 backwards compatibility is still being worked on as Sony investigate complete compatibility. In the wake of the PS5 holiday 2020 release date news yesterday, Sony has come out with more information about the PS5 backwards compatibility support for PS4 games, namely that it's still working on it. Speaking to Famitsu and translated by Japanese journalist at BK2128, a representative from Sony Interactive Entertainment's public relations unit stated that the PS5 dev team is putting all power on verifying whether they can secure a complete compatibility. Please wait for more information. We're presuming that complete compatibility simply means support for every single PS4 game across physical and digital media, as opposed to, for example, the Xbox One's backwards compatibility program, which has a limited but ever-increasing library of Xbox 360 titles that can be enjoyed on Microsoft's console. Sony has previously stated that the PS5 will be backwards compatible with PS4 games, but has stopped short of promising access to the discography of titles from the PS3, PS2, or original PlayStation consoles. Unless, of course, you're counting current-gen remasters and PS4 ports. Essentially, there's still a lot of questions surrounding PS5 backwards compatibility, how it will work, the extent of the supported library, and whether it'll be a free feature or part of Sony's PS Plus subscription service. Does this worry you at all? The the PS Plus part? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Because um, like before we're like, oh, be yeah. 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 It's like, you know, we're like full compatibility, and now them saying, we're working on it. Yeah. To me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's odd. It's a little odd. To yeah. me, it does make sense if they put it on a PlayStation Now service, mm-hmm. but I really think because they're like it's this is a, a translation from uh, Famatsu, and yeah. that kind of just screams to me this might be a mistranslation, or that they're they're still wor- working on it. You yeah. know, they're they're focused on getting as many games. Just think about how many games are on the PlayStation marketplace and how many games are constantly being added. On the daily. That's a lot of games. So mm-hmm. thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, sure. I think there's some type of porting process that they need to do. And I'm betting it's going to be the most popular games first. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it's not full compatibility. But I would also be shocked if it is a shallow experience or they lock it behind mm-hmm. a PlayStation Now service. But like we were saying before, I don't think that's the worst idea ever to have that also on the back end going, hey, there's a lot of games from all these prior systems mm-hmm. on PlayStation now. Yeah. You know, because yeah. they need something to sell that service. And maybe, I mean, I would do that if they're like, hey, the top PlayStation 1 games, bam, on this service, top PlayStation 2 games, you got time splitters, Joe, go for yeah. it. I would lose mm-hmm. so many hours. So I I sure, think yeah. that's, that's pretty dope. But Famous Seamus does write in with this question, and he's the most famous Seamus I've ever met. He wouldn't lie to me. Uh, at this point, do you think Sony will announce new games for the PlayStation 5, or will we see? Uh, will we be seeing remasters of upcoming PlayStation 4 games like Death Stranding, Last of Us uh, Part 2? I'll even just throw in Ghost of Tsushima. So what he's saying here is, uh, is, is it going to be like more of like what we saw with the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4, just porting the ones that matter? Mm. Um, 
Man, that's interesting. I don't think so when it comes to like these newer games. Yeah. Just because like I feel they're they're making a point where you can still play these on your PS5. Yeah. So I don't think a, a remaster of these would make sense. But I think they know the games that we want to see. Um, yeah. You know, there's only so so much of my time and energy can be put to screaming resistance over and over <laughs> again. And I know, I know I'm not alone. So yeah. I I think they know what we kind of want. Yes. Um, and I think that that's where all that will go first. Yeah. And as far as like new games for the PS5, like it, it's coming soon. Yeah. Like I blue points working, dude. Blue... Don't don't think that the whole haptic controller thing, like the feeling of a bow. Yeah. Don't think that's not Aloy and Horizon. Like I oh. connected those dots right there, man. I didn't, and now you just got me. Horizon two launched partially PS5. erect. Uh, that is <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, for me, I I really do think we're gonna see like. Oh, like up again, we're going to see Last of Us 60 frame, you know, frames per second 4K. We're going to see all of that. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we're going to see upgraded versions of the most popular games. I don't think we're going to get, you know, the whole kit and caboodle for everything. Uh, but yeah, I think we'll, we will see some remake-ish games come and land on the system. I really do think frame rate is probably the thing that uh, will get upgraded for the PlayStation 4 games, if they do. But yeah, with that, it's been a hyped week, right, Kyle? Nothing yeah, could go wrong. Nothing, Nothing can bring us down. Could man. Bring us down. I'm sorry. What's that? Oh, is he getting cold in here? No, I'm hearing he... something. It's oh. it's it's Colin Campbell at Polygon. He says oh. after Hearthstone's player ban, fans call for Blizzard boycott. Kyle, would you like to read this story for us? Sure. On Sunday, Hong Kong-based Hearthstone professional player Chung Blitzchung uh, Y gave a post-match interview at the Hearthstone Grandmasters tournament, wearing protester-style goggles and face mask. He declared, "Liberate Hong Kong, revolution of our time," a leading slogan of Hong Kong's demonstrations against the Chinese government. Blizzard posted an announcement on its blog stating that Chung had broken a competition rule violation. The post specifically cited a competition rule stating that his actions had offended a portion or group of the public and had damaged Blizzard's image. Blizzard said it is removing Chung from the current season of Grandmasters and stripping him of prize money won so far. He will be banned from competition for a year. The two casters who interviewed Chung have also been fired. So this is freaking crazy. All right. People are furious. We have Boycott Blizzard being, I believe, the number one or number two just trending thing on Twitter, right? Reddit is aflame. Blizzard employees are staging walkouts. Blizzard has temporarily removed the ability to deactivate accounts because so many people are deactivating their accounts. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, again, Blizzard also has this plaque of what they stand for. And I'm going to paraphrase, since they don't believe in it, I don't really need to say it verbatim. But it's just like giving people the ability to express themselves. Giving them a voice. Giving them a voice. And a lot of, uh, uh, some employees over at Blizzard took paper and covered the plaque because it doesn't mean anything. I would too. So with that, welcome to history class. Joseph's about to tell you why so many people are upset. What's going on at Hong Kong that has so many people uh, furious. And so with that, close your eyes, everybody. All right. The year... 1898 you're a white british citizen and you're on a ship 
to Hong Kong. Now for Oi, 12, Governor. Oi, Governor. So for twelve percent of people that listen to the show, not much has changed other than the time. The sun never sets on the British Empire, and they have spheres of influence and in colonies that stretch to the globe: South Africa, India, Pakistan, and they like to do business in a very, very special place. It's China. And so many countries do, not because they make iPhones. iPhones weren't invented at this time. But because of spices, a little thing called opium. They had a few wars about them. And most of all, silk. And because you're Britain and France is on the southeast perimeter in places like Vietnam, you want your influence in Asia as well. So you want a little military base to feel good about yourself. So you go to the Chinese government, which is weakened and influenced by Britain, and you go, hey, we want some silk fucking shirts, bro. Can we make this military base? Can we take this little city, call it our own? We'll rent it for about 100 years. And China's sorry, like... Joe, real quick. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing, you know, those dude bros that wear like Affliction MMA t-shirts. Yeah, actually... Hey, so- bro, give me those silk shirts, bro. <laughs> Actually, I need my gains. Yep, that's that's what they did. And they got their mel- muscle milk and their shake shake things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're like, bro, we need silk. And they're like, bro, got you covered, fam. They signed a little treaty. Now, fast forward, okay? You're Tony Blair, Labor Party. Things are looking good. What could go wrong for Tony Blair and the Labor Party? I wonder. 1997 happens and rents due and China wants its land back. So you give Hong Kong back to China. But here's the problem. For 100 plus years, Hong Kong's known democracy, dude. And democracy is pretty fucking cool. Because you get to say things like Tony Blair looks like my aunt with some fucked up teeth. And in China, in, in communist China, you can't say that about anything, right? Mm-hmm. It's a it's an authoritarian rule. So, Hong Kong, you're a little nervous, but China's like, don't worry, we'll let you kind of self-govern. We'll let you have your democracy. But fast forward a few decades, and China starts trying to influence this government in Hong Kong. Starts getting entangled in the internals of their government and tries to slowly but surely peel away some freedoms from the Hong Kongers. And that's how you get this protest. And that's why you have so many people right now up in arms in Hong Kong waving American flags. Why? Because they want their democracy protected. So you go, how the fuck do we get from bros wanting silk robes to Blizzard getting boycotted? Well, Blizzard has huge business ties in China. Wow, in in I remember back in the days, Wow was huge in China. So they have a big presence in the country. And what China is trying to do is it's trying to silence any type of form of protest outside of their country. So what they're doing is they're taking Western countries and trying to censor things in China. So with Blizzard, they don't, you know, China does not want them to have any type of pro-democracy movement. So they'll silence anybody. So when Chung was just like, hey, you know, liberation, you know, liberate Hong Kong, they quickly cut to commercial and then they fired everybody. Like those cashers did nothing wrong. They were just like, hey, where are you going to go next? And they were thinking Disney World. And he was just like, nah, liberate Hong Kong. Everybody lost their jobs. Trying to force people to just 
take this authoritarian government. Mm-hmm. So with that, everybody's pissed off. Kyle, what are your feelings about Silk now that this is all said and done? And Blizzard. Oh, man. Silk, is, I can't look at Silk the same <laughs> way, man. Yeah. I can't do it. Uh, yeah, no, I am... I'm, I'm, I'm mad, man. It's why, like you, especially like with that plaque, like you, you want you make it a point of engraving it in stone. It's not like yeah. it's written in paper. You engrave it in stone that you're proud that Blizzard gives voices, gives a voice to people who don't normally have them. Yeah, and then you know somebody who is a fan of your game is a pro player is using his voice for good, and they straight up like, nope, we don't want that here. It's yeah. it's it's. Sickening. Yeah, it's sickening. It, and they use like a bullshit term of like we made people feel uncomfortable. It's like no, we made your <sighs> no. we made your stakeholders feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Like the whole thing right now with China is it's a superpower. It's the second largest economy. So companies are trying to appease China and their rough regulations. So like one of the, like one positive out of this is like in movies we're seeing more Asian actors. That is to appeal to China, so that they see representation and they go watch Star Wars. Like, mm-hmm. I know that sounds kind of shitty on paper, but it's cool because more Asian actors get their names yeah. out there, right? But then, on the other hand, you're just like, oh, yeah, you can't depict China in a negative light. You can't say pro-democracy things. You can't say anti-communist things. And so, like, these companies are bending the knee to this, again, authoritative dictatorship. Let's just call it what mm-hmm. it is, right? Yeah. And just, like, our freedoms are being inhibited by a lousy regime. And again, if you're Blizzard, you're in a tough spot because, yeah, like 12% of your profits are just straight up Chinese, like Chinese, uh, uh, you know, Chinese people and or Chinese markets. So like, yeah, it is a, a bit of a situation you found yourself in, but you have a moral obligation of like people are being oppressed or there's an attempt of oppression. Why, why, why? Why? Why try to stop this? And again, guys, this isn't like a left ring, white ring issue. Like, there's people on both sides saying that this is a really shitty thing. There's nothing to argue here. It's yeah. stupid. Kyle, I'm a lifelong Blizzard fan. I yeah. love their games. They you mean love that nerd shit. Yeah, they mean <laughs> everything to me. I'm yeah, not kidding definitely. you. Like, they're the reason why I love lore in video games. Because I I watched all those cinematics in Warcraft 3, played Warcraft 3, mm-hmm. fell in love with that story, played yeah. Warcraft, World of Warcraft, fell in love with that universe, and then going over to games like Overwatch, Diablo, they're fantastic. And it is Starcraft a, for me. I love StarCraft in high school. It is always about giving a voice to the voiceless, and it's always about the power of the many outweighing the needs of the few. Like, that's what the Horde is all about, man. Mm-hmm. It's about a, a bunch of outcasts being being grouped together, uniting for a common goal, and that is just straight-up survival. Like, seeing Blizzard touting themselves as this... As this place where you get to voice your your voice i believed it for so long blizzard was a company i wanted to work for i remember that as a kid man i loved blizzard and seeing this news it hurts man way i'm not gonna buy like i was gonna buy overwatch on switch i'm not gonna buy that shit now 
Yeah. Are you think I'm gonna play Overwatch? No. Like I was gonna go buy WoW Classic because honestly, I I want that nostalgia kick. You think I'm gonna do it now? Yeah. No. And it just really sucks, man. It yep. really sucks. They're they they're in internal talks of assessing the situation. They are so in the wrong. There's nothing to assess here. You know, your 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 employees aren't happy. They're staging walkouts. There are people that are like like streamers who are like, I'm not gonna stream your fucking game, which mm-hmm. hurts their bottom line. Like a person yeah. that is known for Hearthstone is like, no, I'm not gonna stream your game out of protest. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. So maybe mm-hmm. you should have taken a look at your profits going, you know what? 10% is 10%. It's the voice of the people. They need that voice. Fuck it. Let's back this person up, right? Yeah. Instead, no. You strip them of their money and then you fuck that they earned, by the way, playing your fucking game, promoting yeah. your game, and then yeah. firing these cashers that are just doing their fucking job. No. Fuck you, Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Activision. Go to hell. The Blizzard, the Blizzard that I loved died a year ago with that you guys have phones things and it's just been confirmed for me that the blizzard i loved is fucking dead it's not coming back they're just a shell of a company i'm done done i'm pissed and i put this in here not to be you know wave my moral banner around it's important this needs to be said you know i didn't give you a history lesson to feel smart I gave you it so that you know what we're talking about. You know the importance here, at least an ounce of it. Um, this is important. Don't, yeah, boycott Blizzard. Fuck them. Uh, they don't give a fuck about you. They're not your friend. And it's clear as day that they only care about their profits, not you. They don't give a shit if you lived or died. They don't give a fuck if you get tear gas. They don't give a shit about you. Uh, so don't give a shit about them. Kyle, are you holding yeah. on to something? Because I dropped uh, a lot of truth bombs out there. I, I'm already kind of holding on. Yeah, I'm ready to go. All right. I, I don't have time for funny voices. And, uh, <laughs> you know, our latest Twitter review or, or iTunes review, not a fan of the voices. He's like, cut that shit out, dude. Cut what, it out. Really? Yeah. He's just like, I Whoa. love this show. I love this show. And I'm just like, is Kyle writing this? Is Kyle typing this out? He's like, I love this show. It's my top three favorite show. But these fucking voices got to go. <laughs> was the user, was the username Bloodborne is. Bottom I don't know. Tier? I don't know. And I was just like, wow. And then he's just like, I fucking hate the Red Dead Redemption voice. I was like, that is honest to God. Here's the thing about that That's voice. Awesome. Everybody, fuck you. Everybody, <laughs> everybody loves the voice, but Kyle, right? Everybody. Oh, it's not that I. Yeah, right? I, it's not that I. Every hate time it, I'm it's... out in public or I'm with friends, they're like, come on, Joe, do the funny voice. You know, the by God one. Like. <laughs> My mom all the time she's like I'm about she's about to leave for a trip and she's just like Joe can you do the funny voice that makes me laugh I'm sad Oh my god that's so I'm good I'm like Bob God and she's like Oh I love it I'm like Jesus Christ You oh, know that's so amazing. honest to God that was refreshing when someone's like I I just I fucking hate it <laughs> Oh my god you know? that makes me happy Yeah yeah that makes me happy Again that's you know maybe Kyle you wrote it I don't know <clears throat> Prepare the drop. <laughs> Each and every you almost week. went into it. Almost. I, it's because it's like nature at this point. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> each and every week, PlayStation drops the latest and greatest in all things games on to the PlayStation storefront. But the only problem is, is that there are way too many names or games to name. So me and Kyle each pick one game off the PlayStation blog list and we read them for you. 
Tell them why you should get hyped. My pick this week is Concrete Genie, which follows the heartwarming journey of a bully teen named Ash, who escapes his troubles by bringing the colorful imagination to life in his sketchbook while exploring his hometown of, sorry, Denska, a once bright and bustling seaside town now polluted by darkness. So, I played like 30 minutes of it, Kyle. Yeah. I'm really liking it. I'm really I'm losing my voice, but I I cannot wait for this game, man. This yeah. this is or, or to play it again. Awesome. I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah the the score is beautiful. The game is beautiful. This it's a lot of polish so far. Again, I'm like less than an hour in, but like so far for a thirty dollar game, it it feels really good. So have you gotten yeah. a chance to like paint the yes. monsters and stuff? Yes. Does it is it is it easy to do? That was my question. Yes, it's pretty easy. It's right. it, yeah. You, it'll it'll first tell you to because you know you're moving the controller and you don't know who you are. But like when you first set up, it'll actually tell you, hey, uh, just reconfigure the controller and then it hold Y, I think, to do it. And then you hold oh, down God. the whoa, R button. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. You just said hold Y on a PlayStation podcast show. Did I say Y? You said why. You know what, man? I'm drunk with power, and I'm just angry. I, you know what? We all <laughs> make mistakes. Fine. And the fucked up thing was, I was staring at my DualShock looking at the triangle, so I have no ex- <laughs> no reason to say that. Uh, but yeah, you hold down a uh, triangle. I was going to say square. Fuck me. And it reconfigures the position of the of the controller so you can paint. And you hold down R2 to to do all your painting and stuff. It's really nice. It's, That's awesome. It's very peaceful. It's really the story... The story's like kind of like typical '90s like bullies, but mm-hmm. I, I feel for Ash already. I'll say that. So That's awesome. I like it. I like it. Check it out too. Yeah, uh, my game this week is a game called In Between. In Between is an atmospheric, award-winning platformer set inside the man- mind of a man hit by a cruel twist of fate. Together, you are on a journey in a world that doesn't obey the law of physics. Free your mind and defy gravity in more than 60 compelling and unique puzzles requiring all your wits and agility. Hmm. Seems cool. Seems dope. Yeah. Now. Also, yeah. by control. <laughs> by control, please. By control. <laughs> Which Marcus O'Neill writes in with the first ever rename of the segment. Oh, man. Sean would never lie to me late in snail mail. Now you could write in to the trophy room. P.S. Trophy Room, each and every Wednesday we ask for questions. Or at the Casa de Badbit Discord server, at, we ask for questions each and every Wednesday. Type them down, we answer them. Or you can send your mail to Andrew House or Sean Layden, doesn't matter anymore. And I go to their houses, I steal their mail, sometimes some of their shit. And yeah, I read them on the show. And because Is this why Sean hasn't tweeted yet? No, see, because I'm... you're just stealing the tweets from mi- his drafts? It's a mystery. It's kind of like uh, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? I'm okay. trying to find Sean Layden, so I'm using context clues via his mailbox. Okay, okay. <laughs> to find out where he's not home, dude. It's, he's no okay. lights are on. No, not even a dog. Like, gate was kind of strangely open, so technically not trespassing. If the gate's open, doors open. You're good. That's law. That's law. That's bird law. Marcus bird O'Neill law. writes in. Not PlayStation 5 question here. With the USPS and f- sales figures for the up uh, or for coming out for September and control being conspicuously absent despite having a high profile title 
uh, with some quite positive reviews, I think it's fair to say that it will not be commercially successful. What went wrong? And I'm curious how you think Concrete Genie will do sales-wise. Uh, Marcus, great freaking question yeah. here, dude. What what did go wrong, right? They, I, and that is, that is the golden question, Joe, because we both love Control. And yeah. for most of our friends who played it, love Control. So I... Is it because the early word of mouth was because it didn't run very well on our OG PS4? Maybe that's it. Maybe maybe it's coupled with like okay. So first, it wasn't. Yes, sales wise would suggest Control didn't do well, um, but also take into a fact that they had they got nine million dollars of PC exclusivity on the Epic yep. Game Store that everybody hates, but you know sales are always really great with this game excluded, and then coupled with the PlayStation exclusive deal um, or marketing deal that they had. It is strange. Yeah. Maybe. And, I, yeah. and I'm just thinking 505 games. This is like their first big attempt at a triple a game. And maybe they just didn't hit the right areas that they needed to hit. Maybe their budget wasn't as big as like a PlayStation budget or like a Microsoft budget. Like it was yeah. back in the day with like Alan Wake or something. I also, but... I'm trying to think, I don't think I saw like control on TV or yeah. advertised, right? Like yeah. e even in between YouTube videos, I don't think, I don't remember I seeing see a much. whole lot of control ads, which is strange to me. Yeah. So maybe that's Gears is everywhere. Like if you compare yeah. it to Gears and I realize it's a much bigger title. Right. But Gears was everywhere when I'm watching like yeah. football on, on Sundays and yeah. stuff. But I don't know, man. It's unfair because that game is so good. It is. I it, That's that's perfect for a Black Friday probably price drop game yeah. just to get people to buy it. And you know what? I might just buy copies and just send them to people. Now, <laughs> like, here's, here's needs... my question. <laughs> here's my question when it comes to control. If, let's just say, PlayStation picks them up, the next yeah. control is an exclusive are people sure. upset? Because for me, honestly, mm -hmm. whatever gives me a control sequel, I don't care. Yeah. Right? Be I'm fine with that as well. Yeah. Because for me, I'm just like, I, I want this story to continue. I really like what what they did here, and I want Jesse's story to go yeah. on. So, like... Not even just, like, Jesse's story. I just... I want more of the old house. Yeah. I, I need to figure out all the little nooks and crannies of that place. And Maybe what, the sequel. What else are they hiding? Maybe the sequel isn't the old house. Maybe it's the newish condo. I and also, Marcus uh, Concrete Genie, um, I think it'll be. I think it'll be. It'll do okay. I yeah. think it being a, a forty dollar title, right? Thirty. Thirty. I think that helps a, a bunch. Um, it's not going to sell uh, yeah. a million units, but it's not no, meant but to. It's, right. yeah, I think early word of mouth is great on it too. So. Yeah. It's also where we thought it would be, around 80. And I think the last time I checked, Metacritic 77, right? I mean... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, let that's me great. just look that up. And he also asks us, and this is a really good one, too. Um, what? And I'm sorry for the clickety-clack on my keyboard. I hate that in podcasts. <laughs> I hear it all the time. I'm like, come on, dude, knock it off. Stop it. We're not a top writer here. Uh, when it comes to uh, games that bombed commercially this generation, uh, what are what are some games that bombed commercially that we you would like to see sequels of? Ooh. Or more, or sorry, that that more people need to play it. Mine is yeah. Order eighteen eighty six. You think so, huh? Yeah, man. I it deserves a sequel. I feel like yeah. there was oh, something there. Sure. Yeah, I feel like there was something there, and I think definitely. 
yeah, I, I definitely think the order eighteen eighty six for sure. Yeah, that's so interesting. I mean, yeah, besides meta- control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, right. Did infamous second son we were do lost. well? Oh, I mean, yeah, it's oh a god, fast. Oh god. What? YouTube people just got to add. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if someone playing the ukulele. Um, when it when it comes to the Metacritic, before we were rudely interrupted, yeah. seventy six Metacritic cr- critically, eighty three uh, fans really like it. Apparently. That's fantastic. So, yeah. Um, um, yeah. I'm just trying to think of how well did Infamous Second Son do. Let's throw it in there because I just want a sequel. You know. Oh, it to- it topped a million units in nine okay. days when it first came out, so it did well. It did yeah, well. Yeah, that's a that, that's a. That's a tough question. I think right now it's hard for me to look beyond control. Um, yeah. I would say Days Gone, but it's just because we weren't a fan of it, but yeah, it sold really well. I still need to play through it before the end of the year, but... Uh, maybe you don't need to. No, I'm going to. Don't 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 take this from me. <laughs> and you know what? All that negativity in, in about Days Gone, you know what we just did by accident? And I'm running out of steam at this point. What do we do? Actually, no. With oh, all the no. all the Hong Kong riots going on, oh no, we've activated the winner gamer. Damn it! He has, he has so many. He has so many uh, things. Activation to words, dude. Blizzard, you did it oh. again. All right, this. Listen, the body count is on you now, dude. We <laughs> activated the winner gamer, uh, and he writes in asking this: Will we get the whole launch lineup for the first three months? For the first year, uh, for the PlayStation 5, I assume. Uh, will games be announced after the initial launch announcement of the PlayStation 5? So I see it as the kind of the same thing as what happened with PS4. Yeah. Um, they had Infamous as one of the things they showed off during yeah. that. That Killzone, Shadowfall, I think, was another one. Yeah. Um, I think we'll get trailers whenever they go all out with the... Um, with the reveal? The console reveal, yeah. what it looks like, and... I don't know about price in February. Maybe we save that for E3. Um, okay. But I, I think we'll get a good, I would say a solid five to six. Because PS4's launch lineup was big. It was yeah. real big. Yeah. Not yeah. that great, but real big. I mean, it'd be dope. Like I mentioned before. Size Aloy. doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Horizon 2 would show up as like a launch. That would be yeah. really cool. Yeah. Honestly, what, what like I mean, listen, we're both buying this day one. This is a PlayStation oh, podcast is made by the place for the players. We're not. We're if not I'm not broke, schmucks. By that. Yeah, um, but like, yeah, like if they are like Horizon Zero Dawn, whatever Horizon Zero Sunrise, um, and Horizon First Night, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Hey, yo, you give me you give me Demon Souls. I'm already on board. I already think this is an awesome launch. You know, um, yeah. yeah, coupled with you know. Back four, God, just, just skip, skip three. three. Just skip it. You don't just even need it. it. Yeah, like that. That'd be dope. We're definitely gonna see something. Uh, I just want to know what's gonna match Halo Infinite. Mm, that's a good call. Yeah, you know? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Mike Yabarro jumped ship and now he's with PlayStation. Who knows? With Ooh. that, guys, that's been the trophy room. This has been a jammed pack episode. Yeah, man. It, we really, we really had a lot to say. So, Kyle. <laughs> What's your last? What 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 do you got to plug for us? There you go. 
Uh, as always, I like to plug myself, Ninja 73 on Twitter and on PSN. Uh, my show, all about the kind of funny community, is Best Friends Talk Funny. You can find that on Twitter at BFS Talk Funny and wherever you listen to podcast services. Uh, next week, I'll have my episode with the one and only Blessing from mm-hmm. OKBs, OK who was the up and comer at Kind of Funny a couple weeks ago. And I mean, we uh, kind of started his career because he he was our first guest yeah. this year. Um, absolutely yeah i'm not gonna take full credit but (laughs) you're welcome blessing um so that will go up next week Uh, look forward to that one and then um the kind of nyc podcast where dollar slice where we just talk about the nerdy things we love at dollar slice pod on twitter and i'm gonna do a special little shout out joe uh go listen to mr bad bit joe himself over on the iron lords podcast that he was on on his birthday it was a fan freaking tastic he held it down for us playstation that's fans. right someone had to um, the yeah. king the king was <laughs> acting crazy oh my god i was laughing so much i was like joe get him get him <sighs> yeah i <laughs> it was dude, great it was that fantastic. podcast was so much fun just hearing oh, every time great. it brought up legend of zelda they're all at each other's fucking throats <laughs> yep. dude it was fantastic it. uh yeah seriously iron lords i mean jesus we had lord cognito on the show a few yes. weeks ago you forget because of so much news but mm-hmm. seriously a bunch of positive folks on the internet just having a great time. So go check Absolutely. them out. Fantastic. Go check out the Xbox Drive with Sean yes. Capri. Our sister podcast. He's great. I was on their show as well two weeks ago. Talking yeah. Xbox. God damn it. It was crazy. Ooh. Man, I wasn't being negative. I swear. I swear. <laughs> you know? But how's Mike Yabara? Where has he been? You know? Oh. That's right. That's right. Fuck you, Sean. Fuck you. With that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, you can catch the trophy room here at Bad Bit Games on YouTube, the video version. You can check out the podcast on RSS feeds around the globe, whether that's Apple Podcasts. Please rate us five stars and please compliment my voices or Google Podcasts or Stitcher or SoundCloud or Spotify. You can find the show anywhere. And with all that said, and with all that out of the way, everybody, we have huge news next week. Keep your wits about you. Keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation. Spoiling that news, Jiminy's finally gone next week. Dude, I didn't hear him this whole... I, I, I can't tell. Fall, I can't tell. I'm not even lying. If I'm lying, I'm dying. A great man once said, didn't hear him whatsoever. So, oh, fantastic. Thank you, Jiminy. Pre- press F for Jiminy. <laughs> <laughs>